The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. I want to say welcome to our online audience this night. Thank you for your presence, and it is my joy to be sitting with these two beautiful, beautiful uh, beings, uh, Reverend Linda Ringel and our very own, one of our lead senior ministers here, Dr. Michelle Madrano. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Tom's over here clapping for us. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've been um, with everything that's going on. I personally, and I've talked to so many people, that they're feeling a sense of disconnect. And um, I don't know, how about you, ladies? Have you been feeling that? And how can we be in that place where we can connect? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. It's a good question, isn't it? I think one of the key things we can keep uppermost in our minds at this time is that social distancing doesn't equate to emotional distancing. Just because we are separated by some distance doesn't mean we can't be still emotionally joined, emotionally supporting one another, emotionally encouraging the people whom we see in our lives needing it right now. Mm-hmm. I've loved how even being on uh, phone calls and Zoom calls, people are really taking extra time to say, how are you doing? How are you mm-hmm. feeling? What are you up to? What's going on? Even more so than we might have otherwise just being on a phone call or coming into a meeting. Sometimes I've felt like uh, when we're at work together, we're, we come into meetings and we get started and we get right to business. And it seems like I've really appreciated people taking extra time just to check in with each other and and be with each other. And I love what you just said about that. I actually uh, was telling Linda this earlier today that right before I came here, I had a coffee date with a girlfriend <laughs> via Zoom. We both had a cup of coffee and we sat and drank our coffee and talked to each other and caught up on life and she was in her cute little office and I was in my little little space and we still had a great conversation. We just weren't in a restaurant or a coffee shop. So it's not impossible. What about you, Patty? How have you been doing that? Well, last night I had my first Zoom class oh. uh, and it was an interesting experience and it was a, actually it was really wonderful because I... I sensed that we were all so happy just to hear each other's voices, and we had wonderful discussions. So I'm looking forward to um, this new way, hopefully it is new forever, but temporary way of uh, connecting. Mm -hmm. And I also would suggest, I love what you said, uh, Linda, about the emotional piece. Um, We need to be present for each other. And today I had a great experience. I had a couple hours after finishing some work, um, and my grandchildren came up to the mountain where I live, and we went out and we worked hard together. We shoveled snow, and we laughed, and we threw snowballs, and just had a good time. So um, making that special connection with the people we love and the people that we're close to, Mm -hmm. we have an opportunity to, um, how would I put it, uh, to reinvent um, who we are, 
We do. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. I was realizing that uh, I have some neighbors on either side of me who are elderly, and, and it dawned on me that it would be especially important for not only because of the, the social distancing we're trying to do, but right here, right now in Denver, we're about to experience a snowstorm, apparently. And so there's a winter vi- advisory out, and uh, my husband is so sweet. He always goes out and snow blows all the people's sidewalks. And I realized I really want to keep ch- keep tr- checking in on these elderly neighbors. I have their phone numbers. I can call them. I don't even have to go knock on their door and just say, are you okay? If you need anything, please let us know. I want to be sure they have our phone numbers. Extra things that we can do to really care for each other and support each other uh, I think is really important. And how how can we support each other emotionally. I, I just really am struck by what you said, Linda, this about social distancing and not emotional distancing. If, if people are feeling depressed or disconnected, it's going to take a little more effort for them to reach out, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do we encourage each other to reach out? Do you think we can make ourselves more available? Like I'm talking about with the neighbors, even our closest friends and family, just saying, hey, remember to call, remember to to text if you need something. Uh, A lot of times it feels like people, they don't want to bother each other. They don't want to be a burden to each other. And maybe we need to stop that for Mm -hmm. this time. I think it's one of the ironies in all of this that self-isolation is actually one of the characteristics of depression, or even of melancholia. And that's what we're being asked to do. Other indications might be oversleeping, undersleeping, overeating, undereating, not finding joy in the things that used to bring you pleasure. Mm -hmm. So I think we can also be in the high watchtower with the people we do come into contact, either virtually, digitally, or in person, like in our families, to see and check in with people Mostly emotionally. I think we'll know if they're coughing or have a fever. Mm -hmm. But emotionally, I think we've got to just have the brave conversations and ask those questions. Mm -hmm. I also think we're going to be amazed at what we can do on Zoom. Dr. Patty. I think so, too. I I certainly was amazed at what took place last night. Uh And uh, by the way, uh, just working to, as a, a church here, just working ways to be able to continue to connect with our uh, our members and friends. Uh, we have some wonderful ideas for that. And I know in our prayer and care uh, department, we um, have ways that you can still do a prayer request. You could do a Zoom. Tomorrow I have a Zoom counseling appointment with a beautiful woman, and we're looking forward to that. Uh, so it's a different way, uh, kind of resetting what we're doing but we're doing it, and we're reaching out, and we're being present, mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing. Yes, I've been hearing a lot of people beyond Mile High Church doing uh, a lot of things on Zoom at low cost or no cost as a way to encourage people to, to stay connected. Mental health workers and people offering classes and groups and 12 steps, even if you're, if you're in recovery and you're feeling a little bit lost because you may not be able to go to your recovery group live. I've heard a lot of recovery groups are moving to an online uh, fashion and online po- uh, way to connect. So 
I guess what is really dawning on me in this conversation is I think it's important not to feel depressed and disconnected, but to know you may have to have a little extra effort to reach out and be creative. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able just to sit at home and eat potato chips and things are going (laughs) to come to you to help you feel better. We're all going to have to have a little more initiative to care for ourselves and in in our homes and, and... to create connection, it's going to take a little more effort on our part. And I, I know I was looking at my house and thinking, I know what helps me feel better is to move. I know when I just sit around and don't move, yes. I don't feel good mm-hmm. at all. Sitting around watching TV all day, I never feel good after a day like that. Mm-hmm. And as I was going up and down my stairs today, cleaning things, I was thinking, ah, I can go up and down my <laughs> stairs and get a little workout in. I can move. I can run around in the yard with my dogs. I saw a little girl running around in the yard with her dog uh, earlier. And I thought, yep, that's me. I'm going to go run around in my yard with my dogs. Little things that I know help me feel better, we're going to have to reach a little bit harder for those things to care for ourselves. And I think that's important. And that's always a good thing, Mm -hmm. right? And we are all in this together. We are. I know a couple of personal trainers who are doing their training sessions on Zoom. (laughs) And so you can work out, you know, think of what a good business Peloton's probably doing (laughs) at this point Uh where people can exercise at home. But exercise is such a good mood lifter. It is. Really gets those endorphins going and, and lifts you up. Play some music and dance. Yes. Play some loud music and dance and have a good old time, you know? There's lots of things that we can do to support each other. Yeah, and to sing, too. I was uh, speaking to one of our uh, elders here at the church uh, earlier today. And, you know, we thought, you know, make sure that the elders are taken care of. Well, it was a hoot because as I talked with this person, she said, I was concerned about you. And so uh, whether we're known as elder, which I guess I'm in that category, (laughs) uh, elder or you're a a younger person, you're a a child, what you said, Linda, about the emotional piece, um, the younger kids, even though they're not in all the categories of all the stats, we all need to connect Mm -hmm. and be present. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is true all the time, isn't it? But especially right now. Especially right now. I think of the shifts in child care alone and how many of us will be opening granny daycare. And thank goodness we have family and friends. And I think this is a time calling for creativity and extra connectedness. Mm-hmm. So aren't these interesting times? Very interesting indeed. We've got this hardship of this viral pandemic. So tonight, let's look at what did our founder, Ernest Holmes, say about healing? What can we learn about how to go from hardship to the hallelujah of wholeness? Now, I don't know about you, but for me, even this pandemic, this viral situation we're in right now, feels like it comes on top of some other challenges. Maybe that challenge is physical, as is sometimes my case, or emotional, or mental, like we were talking about some melancholia or depression, or even spiritual, or maybe financial in these times of uncertainty, possibly even relational. So it feels like this comes on top of that. So in this space we find ourselves in, is it even possible to face all of that by coming from in here 
with spiritual calm and confidence and peace. Let's explore that together right now. Almost a year ago to the day, it was April 2nd, I was at Anschutz Hospital. I was in a surgical room on a surgical table in one of those hideous surgical gowns. And I was there getting treatment for three brain tumors that had escaped from elsewhere due to my six-year-old diagnosis of lung cancer. So I was there, and prior to my being there, a custom-made mesh fiberglass molded helmet had been made for me, but in that moment, in that surgical suite, it was bolted to the table. Now, I am mildly claustrophobic. I don't even like elevators. And so I was freaking out. I could not breathe. And so I said to the fine folks there, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. How do I breathe? And so they got a straw and wiggled it through one of the holes in that mesh helmet. Was I cool, calm, and collected? No, not at all, not one bit. I was in a state of going bonkers. I was like out of my mind, literally. So I have walked this road for six years now. I have gone over hills and down into valleys. I have taken many, many detours. At times I've even been in the ditch of despair. But what you'll be receiving tonight are three of Ernest Holmes' insights and four practices we can do starting tonight, right now, right here, that can really serve to deepen us and heal us and bring us that peace. Are you ready to go? All right, let's start our journey with Ernest Holmes. One of his insights is this. My thought which is key to my life, opens doors. I have only to open the portals of my soul and accept that which is ready to express through me. It's ready. It is right there. It wants to express divinely through us, as us, and for us. So how do we open those portals of our souls? I've got two fantastic ways for you this evening. Breath and prayer. Now mostly to help me remember the points I'm going to make, I've created a little acronym for this journey we're taking from hardship to the hallelujah of wholeness. And the acronym is simply three letters, B, U, and S. And the B does indeed stand for breathing. Now this breathing part is incredibly important. As Reverend Jackie Harris shared with us a couple of weeks ago, you can live for two weeks without food, about two days without water, but only about two minutes without breathing. That breath of God, it is the very place we exchange We become spirit, and spirit 
as us. Now, I'm not talking about shallow chest breathing here. I'm not talking about the kind of breathing that the current situation we're in seems to be inviting. It goes something like this. It feels like, news alert, breaking news, special report, more cases, shortages. No, we don't want to be breathing here. We want to be doing full, conscious breaths that are expansive, that open us, that invite spirit to flow right in. We don't want to be in that shallow breathing because it sends a message to the rest of your body temple. Something's terribly wrong here. Do I need to flee? Do I need to fight? What's going on? No, please don't do that to your precious body temples. Instead, really engage in those deep, relaxed breaths. That sends the message to your holistic healer, to your doctor divine to dose yourself with your internal pharmacy, which is perfectly attuned to you and can release just the appropriate amounts of wonderful chemicals like serotonin and oxytocin so that we can easily go into that mode of rest and repair, digest, renew, rejuvenate. And really importantly, again, for these times we're living in, Go about the search and destroy mission that our white blood cells can do. So we want to be really breathing, breathing that breath of God. Another really important piece to this is prayer. Prayer is that place within us where we are exchanging soul messages with a creative ultimate presence present in us. It is opening that divine portal and engaging in that absolutely glorious exchange. Now, in the beginning, in the beginning of my journey, I did not do well with this. I think my first prayer sounded something like this. Um, Dear God, could you please do a spontaneous remission for me? Mm, By Thursday, I have tennis. It was not a mature prayer. Quite the contrary. It was immature. It was treating the creative ultimate presence like a Pez dispenser. Give me this and this, and I want that. No. What I'm really liking now more is a prayer that we'll do together in just a minute. It's just about 30 words, and it goes like this. Deep belly breath. And affirming God is. I am within God and God is within me. I realize and give thanks for the way spirit is evolving my soul. Because really, this is all that matters. I think this is the secret to life. Over the course of our lifetimes, how well will we go deeper and connect How closely can we walk with that divine that we are literally saturated in every cell, tissue, and fiber of our being? Oh, I love prayer. Love prayer. But let's get back on the bus now and go to the second part of our acronym, the U. Here is what Ernest Holmes said about that. 
He said, life is infinite energy coupled with limitless creative imagination. A realization of this truth is the most powerful healing agency known to the mind of humanity. Our highest satisfaction comes from a sense of conscious union with this invisible life. Our highest satisfaction. Could you use that kind of satisfaction in your life right now? I know I can. And so this is the good news. This is the smoothest and easiest part of this spiritual journey. There are literally an infinite number of ways in which we can engage in union with spirit, ways that are fun and engaging, ways to unite with our true nature beyond time and space, beyond our circumstances, beyond race and culture and gender. And you know who made a list of these for us? The Wednesday night support group. Hello, y'all. They are simply genius. And they came up with a wonderful way of unifying with spirit. Now, the good news is right now that the list they made, you can largely do while you're social distancing. Were they psychic? Maybe so. So here's what they have to share with us. Get still. Pray. Meditate. Turn devices off. Turn the news off. Be in nature. Watch birds. Be with a pet. Lose yourself in music like playing the flute. Or in gardening, quilting, knitting, walking, dancing, moving, biking, Watch how-to videos on YouTube, like maybe how to do Qigong. That's a great one. Read an inspiring book, journal, reach out and call someone, or engage with them in a digital platform. What activities do you enjoy? What sings your song? What makes your soul sing? I invite you to engage in that. This week, really do something that serves you at the soul level that you find unifies you. Take a minute right now and just pause and see what the first thing is that your intuition brings into your consciousness. All right, let's each do that for ourselves this week by means of self-care. So let's go on to the last letter in this acronym the S of bus. This stands for stillness. Stillness. And Ernest Holmes said, you are an eternal being, now on the pathway of endless unfoldment. You are one with divinity and infinity. There is something within you that sings the song of eternity. Listen to it. And that's the key for us, isn't it? Listen to it. And how do we listen best? Often it's closing this and going within to stillness. Yes, this is super challenging 
to do right now with all of this that's swirling around us. Things that are seemingly threatening to threaten our physical or financial well-being. Now, stillness is a stretch for me. I'm not naturally very still. I love to be with people and talk to people, be texting with people, and I love to be busy in my kitchen prepping vegetables for my green juice. So what I've resorted to in terms of spiritual technology is to set my Fitbit for six reminders a day to go within, to get still, to breathe. I find that helpful. And I think if frazzled, flighty, hyperactive, ADD, short attention span me can do it, anyone can do it. Because it's worth it. The benefits of it are so great. It's worth it and you're worth it to get still. Here is what countless studies on stillness and mindfulness and meditation tell us that stillness can do for us. It can reduce stress right in the moment. Helps you feel focused and energized, calm and expanded. In stillness, you can access creativity and higher order decision-making and yes, your intuition. Again, engaging in stillness sends that message to your body temple. You are safe and secure in this moment. You can go about the important business of repairing and rejuvenating and especially seeking and destroying those organisms that are not serving us at the present time. Would you like to feel that way, calm and centered and secure? Then I invite you to engage in some conscious stillness, maybe just between now and and Sunday. Ride the bus of stillness to a healthier state of mind, body, and spirit. I think you'll enjoy the journey and that you will just love, love, love the peaceful destination within. So if you would, pray with me now. We're going to do that prayer I touched on earlier. Get comfortable right where you are. Get on the bus of breathing, feeling unified and supported feeling one with that source within you that literally is the creative ultimate intelligence that evolved love intelligence that is present in the smallest of our subatomic particles and now just repeat these phrases after me God is God is I am within God and God is within me. I am within God and God is within me. I realize and give thanks. I realize and give thanks for the ways in which spirit calms, for the ways in which spirit calms and deepens my soul. And so it is.
Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.